Welcome to Honorado and Bagnardi. Chris Honorado, Sean Bagnardi. Bags, I'm I'm liking the shirt, man, right off the top, repping the brand. I appreciate that. Uh, we got to get some out to the people. By the way, uh, we have uh, bold winners that we'll announce online later today. Uh, winners of the Dottie Pepper book will also be shipped out end of the week. Again, you're watching Honorado and Bagnardi on the News Channel 13, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and if you're catching us on TV, you're watching us Saturday nights on My4. Appreciate you guys watching and hanging out with us. How are you, Bags? I'm good, man. So we're free to watch, and you can get all kinds of gifts, gift cards to bold and books. That's a That's pretty good arrangement. I mean, tolerating us for an hour for those kind of rewards, now you're starting to make it worth it a little bit, right? See, you said free. Nothing's free. Yeah, there's, right. There's pain and agony involved when dealing with us for an entire hour let me uh, ask you a, hold on hold on i ask you one thing right off the bat what olympic event would you have the best chance to win a medal in i need more time can you give me more time can we get the think show going before we it. get into this kind of there's an obvious answer but i'll let you think about it mm, obvious answer okay all right i like that question it, what a and i'll throw it out to the people here too what olympic event could you actually what's the question bags would you have the best chance to, to meddle in as an average person? To meddle in. Give me a break. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll think about that throughout the show. Uh, if you've got your thoughts, you can comment along. We love sharing uh, what you think about uh, Sean's ridiculous questions uh, all throughout the show. So jump on in, comment on Facebook, Twitter, wherever you're watching us, and uh, and we'll share them throughout the show here. All right, Beck, so let's get this thing going because, man, I was so happy to see Aaron Rodgers at a podium unfiltered it was a thing of absolute beauty i watched all 32 minutes of it made ashley sit through all of it i thought it was yeah. incredible i can't wait to get into the conversation about aaron Rodgers. but so much of the sports world has been focused on what's happening in tokyo and especially the absence of simone biles the decision that went into it and all the other factors at play you're watching honorado and bagnardi let's get it going This is Honorado and Bagnardi, brought to you by Outfit House. All right, Bags, the news of the week really is what came out of the Olympics in Tokyo, and that is, you know, Simone Biles and citing mental health concerns and well-being that, you know what, competing right now just isn't the right thing for her. Let me let me be. I'm going to be completely honest here, even though we're going back in time. Let me take you back to my original thought. Okay. My original thought was, man, this is the Olympics. This is the biggest stage. This is what you have trained your entire life for. Now, I know she won four gold medals five years ago in Rio. Okay. Someone Biles has accomplished all that she needs to accomplish in, in her athletic career. She probably doesn't feel that way, but you and I would say she there's nothing left for her to prove. But I think to myself, you're there. You're part of a team. This is this comes along with the territory, right? The pressure, the attention, the criticism, right? Which we know is through the roof, especially in 2021 with social media. When the and I'm gonna look, I'm gonna say the when the media pegs 
Team USA is losing gold as opposed to winning silver, you know what the expectations are, okay? And that's that makes it even more difficult. So I'm I'm laying the backdrop here for for why I understand how difficult this probably is for Simone Biles and anybody who who competes at that level. Because you only get it once every four years, which you get into here too. But I thought, come on, really? Like, really? We, we can't go out there and perform the way you did five years ago, the way we saw you at World Championships. Now? Like, now you're going to walk away? You're already there. You're already part of, of the event. But I'm glad you take 30 seconds, right? Mm-hmm. And you uh-huh. think to yourself, okay, hang on. This is once every four years. I can understand her saying the weight of literally the country is on her shoulders and the world for that matter, because you know international press is expecting Simone Biles to just shatter every possible record at these sure. Olympics as well. So I get it, man, at 24 years old, like that's a lot of pressure to deal with. And if that is something that <clears throat> prohibits you from doing this especially gymnastics right it isn't playing basketball like you're airborne you are you are risking some serious injury here at times if that's prohibiting you from from effectively being being able to perform then okay maybe this maybe you're making the right call by saying hey i'm not at my best up here right like physically maybe i'm okay to do it but up here i'm not in a good headspace and and i can't do this right now I think you have to respect the uh, ability for somebody to walk away when everybody is watching and everybody will most likely be critical initially the way I was, right? I'm thinking, come on, Simone, we need you. I want to see you perform. And then you try to put yourself in that person's shoes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I think I'm really with you here on the initial reaction and then coming around on it, but maybe coming around on it uh, for some different reasons. But so agreed right off the top, first reaction, disappointment. You're thinking, seriously, I mean, really? And and, and you have to make the comparison of like, if this were, I'm not going to say if this were a men's event, but if it just, if it were a more popular sport that we if this was the NBA and this was LeBron James who just decided now on the biggest stage I'm done I'm checking out he quit he quit on his teammates regardless of what's going on in his head and we would hold him to a certain standard that maybe initially you feel like at least to some Simone Biles is getting a pass on now she's certainly taken her share of criticism since doing this there's no question about that yeah but then you start to do a little bit of research on it, okay? And let's not forget that Biles was a victim of Larry Nasser. Correct. So, And you never know. Like, you can never know how somebody who's been through that kind of trauma will react in certain scenarios. Yeah, she's she's been on the biggest stage. She's handled the pressure. But so what? I mean, that's not an indicator of how your life is going to evolve, your mental health is going to evolve. She's in a different place now than she was, obviously, at a time five years ago when she was able to go out there and compete. But I also looked at it, uh, you know, she she used the terms like she had a case of the twisties. Yep. And I, I said, well, what the heck is that? And I read an inter- interesting article, actually, an analysis piece on CNN that was written by a former gymnast, and, and they, they got into it. And basically, it's like, 
your your head is just not connecting with your body. Like you're in the air and you're expecting or you're supposed to turn a certain way and, and you just can't get A to B. And that's where when you talk about the mental health factor now potentially impacting your physical health really comes into play because if you're not confident, you're going to be able to land one of these moves where you are twisting and turning 10 million times in the air. Yes, now catastrophic injury really comes into play. And yes, now you're threatening doing more harm to your team in terms of the competition because, yeah, it's at the highest level. You need everybody to be out there and stick in these landings if you want to compete for the top medals. So it's it's mixed emotions for me. Of course, there's disappointment. Of course, there's that speculation at first. Like, really, is she really just quitting? Is she making this about herself even more? She has the gold medals. She doesn't need it. Is she just doing this to maybe bring attention to something else, right? The cynicism comes into play. But I think when you do a little bit of homework on it, you know, there are multiple sides to every issue. And I, I think you just have to have a little bit more consideration before you you jump on these kind of opinions. Uh, you mentioned the twisties. Sean says, yeah, also had a form of, of vertigo affecting her twists and aerials. And when you look back at her first vault, she only did one and a half. And look, I'm not going to get the terminology. We need our guy Jeff Warnick yeah. on this. One and a half spins as opposed to the two and a half that were planned. Yeah. Which tells you really all you need to know. Like she's just one. Okay. I'm going to confidently not there. Like not confident that she's going to be able to to pull the trick, to land it, um, or two to Sean's point here and, and to yours as well, bags, that maybe like she's just not feeling right. Yeah. Like, you know, physically, mentally not feeling right. And so you get up in the air. God forbid, could you imagine one of us doing one of these things? You get up into the air and you're not sure of like, hey, where am I? How many times have I spinned? I don't know where the mat is. Where am I going to land? And she did land off the mat. One foot came off the mat in her first vault. So, um, yeah. When yeah. we hear when we Thankful hear mental for health. a little bit of time and perspective that I know you and I are both sharing here, but but I'm gonna be, I'm glad that we're both honest here that our initial reaction was, come on, yeah, because because you're right. You know, we both are a little more old school in our thinking that if this were to happen in the NBA or baseball or football we would say seriously quitter that's that's yeah. soft we would say that is soft right so when you when you hear mental health and of course you did talk there there was the whole thing of the weight of the world which you know if you're if you're looking at it from that perspective of it is it just anxiety it, you find that almost like harder to believe because she's dealt with it but again we know that's not really how anxiety works but it's a separate issue of mental health and we have seen it in sports, mental health has more than just one or two components to it. And if we are talking about the twisties, you know, it reminds me of a guy like Chuck Knobloch, who all of a sudden, you know, couldn't throw to first base. We see yes. it in forward catcher who, for some yep. reason, can't throw the ball Mackie back to Sasser. the pitcher. Yep. Yeah, even though he can gun a guy at second base and not think about it. Or a pitcher who pitches, who throws a baseball literally for a living and can't get the ball to first base. Well, right? or, or look, I mean, pitchers who can't throw strikes anymore. Remember, Rick Ankeel was a great pitcher. Oh. Couldn't get out of his own head. He became a center fielder. Mark yeah. Wollers, who was the closer for the Braves, he gives up that three-run homer to Jim Laird in 96. He's never the same again. Right. So there's that side of the mental health of it. And if you have that not clicking, the synapses aren't firing the way they're supposed to, and you're throwing a baseball and it's a little wild, okay, that's potentially dangerous. But if you're talking about 
being up in midair and you need to land a full extra spin and a half and you yep. can't do it. Now you're talking about some serious harm. So when you consider all those factors, you know, it really kind of reshapes your your opinion and your initial reaction to it. Are your question bags on today's show is what Olympic event could you compete in and have a good chance at meddling? I have that right? No, that was sort of the question. The question is what 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 Olympic event would you have, summer, summer event, would you have the best chance at meddling? I'm not saying you're going to meddle. And it's one you have to participate in, put it that way. Okay. Lori says beach volleyball. No. I've played beach volleyball. It's difficult. The problem with beach volleyball is that it's just two on two. So you'd have to be, right, you have to be so okay, good. Yeah. Regular volleyball, you've got teammates. And this is where I'm going with it because my answer is, of course, basketball. Right? Sam you could go out golf. there. No basketball. chance. No ch yeah, because – I could go out there with Durant and Lillard and two other guys, and we're going to have a pretty good chance of getting a medal, right? Okay. All I have to do is stay out of the way. I mean, that's the obvious easy answer. Maybe that's kind of a cheap answer, but that's my answer. We're at least getting we're at least getting bronze if I can pass the ball to Kevin Durant. Yeah. Okay. I hear you there. Um, I guess if in in those terms. Fine, but you you won't be able to defend anybody. No, but I won't if, have to if the ball ever comes to you. The, the you're asking those guys to win four on five. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> and I think they could win bronze four on five, despite what we've seen seen out of this team so far. In fact, they might have a better chance four on five because they might actually rise to the occasion a little bit better with it. I don't know. I'm going to choke over here. Okay. You can all choked up. What do you want to do? Oh, get it I'm together. Emotional. I'm emotional. You don't have a drink with you? I do, but it's not going to help. All right. Let me take a break. Please and do. get my bearings here. Can we do that? Okay. <clears throat> you want me to throw a break? All right. Coming up next on Honorado and Bagnardi, Aaron Rodgers. Your guy, Aaron Rodgers is back with the pack. And by the way, bad job by you at the top of the show, not teasing the fact that we have the intercontinental champion in WWE on the show, Apollo Crews. So we're going to talk to him too, wrestling fans. It really, fans of anything, stay tuned because this guy is so much fun. We got Apollo Crews. We got Aaron Rodgers back with the pack. Don't go anywhere. This is on Ronald and Bagnardi. Happiness is found in simple things. The sun on your face, sharing laughs at the campground getting wet relaxing together the love of family there's never been a better time to go outside and play Alpenhouse pool spa boat and rv bringing families together and creating memories since 1964. teams Athletes, organizations, we're transforming the custom apparel industry through product and purpose. Claim your crown. And now, 
Back to Honorado and Bagnardi. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. Woo! Let me give this another shot here. We're back. Got the cough drop working. A little hoarse. Hey, you've been fine through it this week, but props to you for that, man. The question is, throughout the show here, in what, in what summer Olympic sport would you have the best chance to medal? Bag says basketball. I still don't know. I'm going to give it a little more thought. We've had a beach of volleyball. We've had a golf thrown in there as well. How about Sam's answer? Bring up Sam's answer here. This is great. Yeah. The coxswain. One word. First of all, getting the, getting the word coxswain on, on the show is huge. And that's great because all you have to do is yell. That's a great, that's, that's a great point. I mean, that's yeah. even less. And now, I mean, you talk about me having to guard people and switch and play defense. This is even less than that. I you may get have a medal for being the coxswain. Would I have a problem being the coxswain? No, you get a medal for being the coxswain. Right, Sam says so. So I'll take his word for it. Right. I have no idea. Okay. Do coaches, um, coaches don't get the medals, but I guess if the coxswain. Coaches yeah, get a medal. Coaches Do get they? a medal. Yes. Oh, all right. Well, then. It'll be great. Popovich doesn't get a gold medal. Okay. Well, then the coxswain has to. Simone's perhaps the best athlete in any sport being played by anyone. I think when you look at it, yeah, it's it's like it's like Babe Ruth, right? When you look at where first place was and then where second place was, you know, I think when you talk about yeah. that gap, that talent gap between the next best, that could very well be the case. I mean, she is on another level. She's widely considered the greatest gymnast of all time, like you said, even if she doesn't ever compete again. Right. Um, yeah, that's that could be true. <clears throat> By the way, um, if you don't want Olympic news, now again, if you're watching us on TV, you already know. But if you don't want Olympic news, turn away, cover your ears, whatever you're going to do here. Because as Simone Biles was watching mm. in Tokyo, she saw her teammate Suni Lee win gold in the all-around. She's the fifth straight American woman bags to win gold in that event. Do you feel... A little cheated if you're her that you didn't get the chance to compete even against your own teammate to win that event i don't know you're saying I, suny lee isn't going to value that gold as much as she would have if she had beaten simone biles 100 percent. she may never admit that she may never say that but there's no question that if you do it and win it, I'm, I'm like, she's not going to flush the thing down the toilet. Don't get me wrong here. But if, if you could offer her up, hey, win it without Simone competing or win the gold even with her there, pff, heck yeah. I mean, no, not Simone competing if she's not at her best. But yeah, I mean, if she is mentally right and was out there and competing and you still found a way to beat her, you'd value that way more. Mm. We just called her the best athlete <clears throat> in anything. I get it. Uh, I mean, yeah, of course. It. That's taken that. That's David and Goliath. Okay. All right. I watched all 32 minutes of this. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you read the transcript or watched the, transcript. the press conference. I read the transcript. It's not the, it's not the State of the Union. It was better. Are you kidding me? State of the Union. Give me a break. What a waste of time. You're saying the transcript. State of the Union takes two plus hours because after every word, they stand up and applaud. Oh, it's rude. Respect. I mean, and that was you. You would have, you were sitting there applauding after every sentence. I would have been, man. I I would have been 
a junior senator somewhere trying to climb the ranks in politics on my feet. Clap it every time Aaron Rodgers said he was brilliant. Aaron Rodgers couldn't have delivered a better press conference if he had months to plan it. And he did. He did. He knew exactly what he was going up there to say yesterday. It was beautiful. And All I right, love Tell me some of your highlights. Podium. Yeah. Give me some of your highlights. He steps up to the podium and the media gaggle, if you will. They're all in a room. Okay, this is no longer over Zoom. They're all in a in a room. Yeah. I would imagine it's auditor or you know, auditorium style, and they start shouting at him to try to get the questions in. And he calmly says, "Don't worry, you all get your turn." He knew exactly. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna take every question anybody has. I'm gonna answer it as candidly as possible. He did exactly that. It was it was everything. Any fan would want to hear, in my opinion. If you are if you are a true NFL fan, that is exactly what you would want your star quarterback to say. A guy who has earned every right to be part of the conversation. And that's you see there in quotes. That's all he, I mean, I don't know if that's all he wants, but that's all he's admitting to wanting. Just want to be part of the conversation. I don't need, and he said it, I don't need final say. But for management not to come to me, right, to weigh my opinion on matters of personnel, team morale, things going on in the building, organization, locker room. For me, after 16 years, multiple MVPs, best player in franchise history. To not you be like you like getting that knock on Favre in there when you say that. Hey, you I love Brett Favre still, but Rodgers like, is better. Rodgers is, is better. I agree. For me not to be part of the conversation, that is poor management. It's short-sightedness by the GM and team president. These guys who believe what we think is more valuable than what you think. And maybe that's true. But but tell me what you're thinking. Because yeah. maybe you have a different perspective that helps us. But too often, Shawnee, people in a management position – don't want to admit that they need the help or can be benefited by the help of somebody below them. Okay, right. Aaron Rodgers is not at the GM level and he's not at the team president level, but he might be able to help those guys build a winning roster, build a winning culture in Green Bay. And so far, Mark Murphy and Brian Gunkust haven't allowed him to be part of that conversation. Yes, I agree with what you're saying on all of that. Does any of this as a fan specifically of the Packers bother you at all in terms of the theater of it? Do you feel like you've kind of been, you know, dragged through a show here for the last couple of months that was more really about Aaron Rodgers than it was about your Green Bay Packers? And that a press conference like this is sort of the, uh, you know, the season finale of of the, the Netflix show that he just put you through when really he was always going to come back and maybe – for as much as he wants to criticize how things are being handled above him, that he maybe could have handled it a little bit differently, a little bit better for you. Maybe, but I don't know how he would have handled it any differently. Yeah. You know, to this point, it's not like, look, the people who want to compare the Rogers Favre situation are, are off. Agreed. The only comp is 
Rodgers was drafted in the first round when Favre didn't want it to happen. Jordan Love was drafted in the first round. Rodgers clearly didn't want it to happen. That's the only cop to make. Rodgers has not been flirting with retirement for the last five years the way Favre did. Rodgers yep. didn't then tearfully retire the way Favre did. Rodgers <laughs> has been all in from, from all we can tell, right? This guy has hey, – he has repeatedly said, I want to finish my career with the Green Bay Packers. He hasn't played coy. He hasn't used it as a negotiating you know, strategy like, well, I don't know, maybe I'll go somewhere. No, he has said – I want to finish my career with the Green Bay Packers. That mm-hmm. is, that's he's been on the record for that with a long time. So, so no, I don't, I don't know that Rodgers could have handled this any differently. Where I would say uh, he's clearly the good guy in all this. To me, he is the good guy in all of this. Okay, and I don't disagree. And I think ultimately, being there and being ready to go when it matters is is what was most important for me. I don't care about showing up to a voluntary event. It's voluntary, you know. He's going to be there now. He's going to be committed to this team. Most importantly, he'll be there when they kick off for their first game. He's obviously there now before that and can can really get with his team enough to try to get to that ultimate goal. I mean, he, that is winning a Super Bowl. And, of course, now that's what he's going to turn the page and be focused on, which is what you want most of all as a fan. So question now, was it message received? Do you think he will be in Green Bay beyond this season? They and they asked him that as well. They being the media at Wednesday's press conference was, you know, you're here in 2021. Um, there are reports that you now maybe have a little more control or say over where you play in 2022. Now, Rogers' response was, "That's not my understanding." I think the only concession. The Packers made in in any of this was, you know, we're going to include you more. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we'll empower you more. Uh, we want you to be here. Um, we're going to make you part of the conversation. How much does what happens on the field this season <clears throat> impact that impact next season as much as what happens sort of behind the scenes and off the field? I, honestly, bags, I don't think any of it on the field or behind the scenes matters. I think 2021 is going to be his last year there, as much as I hate to say it. I think this was management's plan all along. Rodgers realizes that. If he plays well, uh, it just means Green Bay can ask for more in a trade. If he plays average, they won't get a ton. Um, They might even just cut him and, and let him sign wherever he wants. My guess is no matter what, they will determine his next team through a trade of some sort. Um, but I, I just get the sense that 2021 is still going to be his last year. As much as I hate that, I want him to play well. I want him to finish his career with the Packers. I'm long on the record saying that on this show. I won't beat it over the head again. Um, even if Jordan Love proves he's ready to play, trade him, trade him. Any chance he doesn't make it to the end of the season? No. Okay. All right. Because you think they would trade him? Yeah, I mean, they would have to obviously not be in contention, and that doesn't yeah. seem realistic. But if they, for some reason, weren't, is that a possibility? Possible. Okay. Look, he, you know, Randall Cobb is coming back. That was one of Rogers' things. So I was like, hey, let me get into more of like what he said that I thought was really, really good, and, and okay. why I'm applauding him for the way he handled the press conference. Randall Cobb is coming back to Green Bay. And Aaron Rodgers had said that would be one guy he'd like to play with again. Thinks he can be an effective slot receiver still in the league. Great. Bring him back. 
that shows me management listening to Rodgers, go make a move, makes your quarterback happy, makes sense. You and I, I think are both on the same page that when you have somebody of Aaron Rodgers' stature, okay, he's involved in everything. The quarterback's involved in everything. And he's been there 16 years, and he's got multiple MVPs, and he won you a Super Bowl 10 years ago. Like, make him feel important. Make him feel like he's valued. Ask him what he thinks about things. Not saying you have to take his recommendation on everything, right. but hey, Aaron, what do you think, man? We're This guy hasn't really performed well. We're thinking about not keeping him, not extending him in a contract extension. What are your thoughts on it? You really like him, but why isn't he playing well? Give me some reasons. Is that good enough to sell me on keeping him? I don't know. Maybe not. Hey, we like this free agent. Does he help us? Is he a good guy around the league? Is he going to be good in the locker room? Do we want that type of person here? Ask Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, he's connected. He's been in the league for a long time. Why do you think they don't? No management does, right? I mean, Brady maybe to a a degree, but even that was Brady had that gripe in New England. He just felt like he wasn't being valued. He wasn't being respected. But it seems so obvious to us. What is it? Is this just kind of like the old white guy? The old white guy. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. And Carroll says it. Sounds like a repeat of the Tom Brady scenario. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Carroll's right on. She knows. Yeah, I mean, it's that's exactly what it is. And again, I will always come back to this. If you're the New England Patriots, would you rather have Tom Brady now or not? Yep. The answer is yes, of course we would. So why let the ego get in the way? Come to some kind of agreement here. And I, maybe for one more year only, the Packers and Rodgers do that. But I, I certainly hope it's for longer. Here was the quote of the press conference. Rodgers said, I love this team. I love the org. The fans and the opportunity to play at Lambeau Field has been a dream come true. He cut short saying he was so programmed, right? He's so just, ah, this is coach speak. This is cliche. I love the org. Oh, wait, I don't want to say that because I don't love this organization. Not the way it's currently constructed. Right. But the fans, the opportunity to play at Lambeau Field, the team, love coaches, love them. Yep, 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 yep. But he stopped short. Yeah. And if you read the transcript, bad on whoever transcribed it. They write out organization, but if you watch it, he mm. does not finish the word organization, and that mm. is on purpose, and you know it's on purpose. Yeah, and I and I believe him. I, I think he, he does love the fans and playing at Lambeau yeah. Field. And sure. yeah, sometimes in a business setting, you have to uh you have to play hardball, and I you know I understand that, but at the same time, as a fan, I, I just feel like maybe some of the if he really loved the fans as much as he says he does, maybe some of the theater could have been taken out of this. Where, like, say some of this a little bit earlier as you're going through all this stuff, right? Like when you're at a golf event and they come talk to you, does he say, listen, I really love the fans and I love Lambeau Field and I really want to be there and I want this to work. You know, there's just other stuff. It's almost like he played it kind of coy for a while, right? And it, it just felt like a little bit of theater to me that maybe we didn't need to just to bring attention to to this and to himself. Well, in the in the interview with Kenny Maine on Maine's last Sports Center, he did say, you know, I love the fans, I love playing okay. Green Bay, yada yada, I love my coaches, all that stuff, love my teammates. He just never said I love the front office, I love the mm-hmm. organization, you know, that type of stuff. Is he likable to you? If, yeah. if you know, sit down, watch the 32 minutes. You don't have to do that. You get the message. Yeah. He got after management pretty good. 
Um, is he likable to you because of that? Or is this superstar diva NFL quarterback? No, no, no. I'm not saying it's that for me. I, I just, you know, it's, 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 it's minor for me just in terms of the handling of it. But no, to me, he's very likable. And I really enjoy watching him play football. And I'm glad he's going to be playing football for the Packers. I like I like the kind of competitor he is. I like the kind of leader he is on the field. Some of this, too, is is being a leader off the field and and taking a stand. Now, this in this case, he's taking a stand for himself, you know, but yeah, it sets an example too, I think, for his teammates and stuff. He he's a good player, he's a leader, he's a likable guy. And you know, look, I hope to go out there and win it this year. I think that'd be fun to see him because then if they do win, it's and like God. It's like, gone. yeah, then he's gone. What happens? It's like if they get close and don't, does he then is does that gone. unfinished business type no. of thing come into play? No. You no I, this is this is it for you. I I, I think so. Um okay. I think he's also a very smart guy. And I think he realizes this is my best opportunity now to win. I think he also realizes like we're way too late in the game for me to get to another team. Right. Right. And well. I started thinking immediately last night as I'm Are watching we? the press. Yeah, Season hasn't started. Yeah, but but where? And I keep saying everybody's like, "Well, he's not going to play this." Year. I'm like, "Where's he going to play? Where?" Everybody keeps talking about the Broncos. Okay, maybe, maybe, but they've got Drew Locke and they've got Teddy Bridgewater. Packers don't want either of those guys. Right. Maybe Locke is a backup to Love, um, but it's just not the right. The timing isn't right for the timing is right after this year because immediately I start thinking well if this is his last year in Green Bay and this is why players and coaches hate us as media fans here because I immediately start thinking okay where's he going where's the best spot for Aaron Rodgers next year and I've got a few in my mind look at New Orleans Jameis Winston Taysom Hill is that gonna work out long term New Orleans possible spot Now, the Patriots did just draft Mac Jones 15th overall, so I don't think New England's a possible landing spot for Rodgers, but put it like on the back burner somewhere. Look at the Raiders. They're going to commit to Derek Carr really long-term here. Vegas gets him closer to L.A., right, where uh, Shailene Woodley would live and work in Hollywood. Okay? Yeah. Possible. Rodgers, he's from Northern California. I think he likes the idea of being West Coast time. The Broncos now opens up a little bit more here too for him after this season. What about a post Brady? Get some picks going. Yeah, make a trade. What about a post Brady Tampa Bay team? Maybe they did just draft a guy too. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Um, Maybe things don't work out in Indianapolis with Carson Wentz. Maybe the call. I, I just think. Yeah. With a little more time. Um, Rogers knows best shot to win right now is green Bay better opportunity next year to find a landing spot. I'm not saying he'd want to go to Houston, but maybe the Texans resolve the Deshaun Watson issues. I I think, I think there's more possibility for him in 2022 to play outside of green Bay as much as I don't want to see it. I think there's a better chance that happens. You want Daniel Jones as a backup. Maybe he'll come play for the giants. Maybe the giants become a, a spot because, the, the Giants decide, hey, after three years, we haven't seen the growth out of Daniel Jones that we want to see. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be great. It's all on the table, I think, after this year. Bag. You think that'd he'd be... handle the New York media well? Oh, that'd be fun, me? wouldn't it? That'd be fun. It would be. He would 
he probably just played games with them more than yeah. anything else, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> All right, you teased it in the show, and I'm glad you did. It might have been while I was choking to death. Um, we've got WWE superstar, intercontinental champion, Apollo Crews coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, the WWE is coming to the Times Union Center in Albany, Sunday, September 12th. Cruz will be here. I wonder if he'll throw you through a table. Because we'd all love to know what that just kind of feels like, right? Just to experience it. I think it'd be very cool to say, yeah, I got thrown through the table by the Intercontinental Champ. When I was a kid, I went to a WWF event. WWF event. I know. That's how old at, we are. We remember the WWF. Yeah, at the Times Union Center. And it wasn't the Times Union Center. And I remember um, uh, Doink the Clown being a part of that event. So yes. wrestling has come a wrestling has come a long way. Um but as Apollo will uh will talk about he he's been to Albany. Albany is a it's a big wrestling market. There are a ton of fans and that place is going to be rocking when the WWE comes here. All right. Apollo Cruz coming up next here on Honorado and Bagnardi. Apollo's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcellus is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, Genair, and many more. Shop Marcellus Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. Nutrition is 80% of a healthy lifestyle. With four locations in the 518, Bold has you covered. Delicious? I think that's a yes. It's never been easier or more affordable to eat healthy. Salads with 17 dressings to choose from. Acai bowls with unlimited toppings. Power grain bowls, oatmeals, smoothies, artisan toasts, and Belgium waffles. Live Bold seven days a week. At work, home, or on the go. Dine in, grab and go, pick up or delivery. Live Bold, eat Bold. And now, back to Honorado and Bagnardi. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. Shawnee, you and I grew up with wrestling in the 90s. Uh, but man, like Hulkamania and the Ultimate Warrior, uh, we were we were big wrestling dudes. And actually, our generation, right, I'm a little bit older than you, as everybody knows, bridged then the gap to The Rock and that next wave of stone cold but but wrestling man is is part of pretty much everybody's upbringing it's really cool it really is i loved it as a kid brett the hitman Hart was my favorite wrestler i mean all the great names and nicknames but the guy we got today man has one of the coolest wrestling names you could ever hear right apollo cruz Apollo Cruz, I know, man. It's uh, it's just perfect. It, it makes me think Rocky in a little bit, right? Apollo Creed, right. Uh, but Apollo Cruz has his own dynamic personality and moves. And now we are so pumped to be able to bring on the Intercontinental Champ to today's show. Apollo Cruz is on Honorado and Bagnardi. This is awesome, man. He is the star of Friday Night SmackDown. Apollo, thank you so much for taking the time with us. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me. It's 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 an honor to be here. You know, early in the morning. I love to get my day started early. So this is what it's all about. You know, and and the fans are back. The fans are back, and that is what it is all about. <laughs> yeah, man. The Times Union Center is going to be packed September 12th. That's a Sunday when the WWE and Apollo Crews roll into town. I got a bone to pick with you, though. Okay, 
Be and, careful, and Chris. Be careful. I, this man I could know. beat us up both with one hand behind his back, and he wouldn't even sweat. But uh, this is a say. patriotic mission. Don't you realize, what do you have to say for yourself and Nigeria for beating Team USA basketball and sending them into this current tailspin? What's up, man? Hey, you know, some sometimes some things happen, you know, and what, what an achievement that was, you know, for, for Nigeria to beat the Team USA basketball team, man. Eh? And this, you know, Team USA through the history of the Olympics has 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 dominated. Eh? And for my home country, my home, and to be honest, eh, it, it was a little bittersweet because I was actually born here. So, you know, grew up here and I love the United States of America. <laughs> I love it. But I have to support my homeland. Always, always going to support my homeland. And what an accomplishment it was for, for Nigeria to come out. And, and then you see how they are now. They're struggling. Team USA now struggling. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, you know, so I don't, I, they, may, they may make a turn around. Who knows? I don't know. But we will always have that victory. So, so uh, congratulations to the boys. And, and I'm, I'm very proud of them. Yeah. So in the NBA, we see a lot of guys who are, of course, very athletically gifted, but also have a certain showmanship to them. And that is very much a WWE quality. I'm curious, what comes easier for you? Is it the athletic side and doing what you're able to do in the ring? Or is it that showmanship side, what you can do when you're outside of the ring and maybe more in front of a camera like this? So I think for me, you know, there's, there's a bit of both because especially when I first started you know, the athleticism was and, and the entering performing was was never something that I even have had to think twice about. It was the you know the, the character work and you know talking on the microphone and doing the interviews and all that that was uh, always something that I would shy away from, you know, until I you know decided to embrace uh, my roots and try something different that came a lot more natural to me and and then it kind of became you know, the opposite or, or the, the athleticism part was always there, but then to be able to come out and, you know, the, the you know, the showmanship part started to come more naturally, you know, and now I feel like it's not something I have to think about anymore, or I don't worry about uh, embarrassing myself or, or, or being shy. It's just when your life is on, I go out there and I, I perform, whether it's, it's inside the ring, outside the ring, whether it's, you know, wrestling or whether it's talking on the microphone or anything like that. Once I was able to kind of uh, just allow myself to be me, um, it, it didn't seem like much of a problem. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it just wasn't a thing, you know, it, it just clicked, you know, all of a sudden, uh, almost overnight, you know, and I, I, now I'm a lot more comfortable going out there and performing on the other side, uh, not just, you know, the athletic side. So uh, with that, being a WWE superstar is a combination of, of all those things, you know, do, performing inside the ring, going here, doing interviews, being in front of the camera and, and, you know, talking to people, meeting new people, you know, doing sit down interviews like this. So uh, I like to consider myself very well-rounded now. And I think that's a very, very important thing when it comes to being a WWE superstar. Apollo, you've got a, a unique style as well. Well, first of all, let me let me address this. I used to say about Ty Lue when he was coaching the Cleveland Cavaliers, like, yeah, of course Ty Lue was willing to pick fights and make predictions. He had LeBron. So does it make it easier for you to pick some fights? You got Commander Aziz behind you. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So 
Commander Aziz, no Commander Aziz. I'm going to pick the same fights that I, that I would pick, whether he's there or he's not there. So, uh, but <laughs> you know, it's always nice to have somebody as big as Commander Aziz in your corner. We know that he's always going to be watching your back. Um, you know, I can walk around with no no worries, no problems, and uh, you know, I know that when it, when it comes down to it, I handle my business when I'm out there. But if I ever need him to step in, it's nice to know that I have someone who I can trust someone who I know can get the job done. That's only a few feet away from me. So, you know. <laughs> Bags, you and I don't pick fights because you and I won't have the other of the others back. Well, actually, you I don't, you don't even want me to have your back and I don't want you to have my back. That won't right. help. If you, guys, if you guys need to 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 borrow command Aziz for for anybody you you may have trouble with, I can I can let, I can lend him to you I for, might need him. I might for need a, him a small fee. A small fee. It's not to cost you, but sure. just, just a small fee. <laughs> so so Chris mentioned some of the wrestlers who we used to watch growing up, and it was, you know, Hulk Hogan and, and Bret Hart and, and Yokozuna and Macho Man and The Undertaker. Um, and then, of course, he had that sort of next wave with The Rock and Stone Cold and Kane and those guys. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, mm -hmm. who were some of your favorite wrestlers when you first really caught an interest in the sport? And then – what sort of sparked in you? Hey, this this could be something that I can make a living doing. So younger in my younger younger days, uh, and I said before, my father was actually uh, uh, he still is a, a huge fan of wrestling, and now he gets to watch me on on TV, which is is very cool. But uh, Ultimate Warrior, you know, The Undertaker, those are some of the first guys that I ever saw in the ring when I started watching wrestling. And then, like you said, when we get to the Attitude Era, there's you know Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know The Rock, uh, Triple H. Uh, Cutting was is is probably the most one who was the most influential on me. Um, I, I don't know what what it was. I just fell in love with his style, and 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 then he started to show the funny side as well. So for me, it was just uh, I just fell in love with him. You know, almost instantly. I was the first time I saw him. I was like, I like this guy. Uh, you know. So when I made the decision that I wanted to be a wrestler. I think I may have been around, you know, 16 or 17. And I, I thought, you know, this is something I feel like I can actually do for a living. Uh, I always loved it ever since I was a young kid. Um, and of course, when I told my dad that I wanted to, to be a wrestler, he thought I was uh, crazy, you know, because uh, <laughs> people where we are from don't really pursue a, a dream like this, you know, and uh, that's what it was at the time was just a dream, you know, so it's, it's very uncommon for somebody you know, to, especially for him growing up, you never had anything like that. Like, oh, I, you know, I want to go and be a, a professional wrestler in the WWE, something that seemed unimaginable. So um, at first it started like, you know, I wanted to prove him wrong, you know, and then it just became, you know, this is, I'm going to do this for me. You know, it's not to prove anybody wrong. It's not to, to, to strike and make it. It's just because this is my dream and this is what I want to do. This is what I, I know I would be good at. And, you know, of course, when I started, I instantly fell in love with it. You know, I found a place in Atlanta and I started training there. And then, you know, it just kind of took off. I got to start traveling, you know, to Japan, uh, Europe, all over UK. It was, it, was, it was very fun times. You know, I spent a good six years on the independence and got to really, you know, learn the craft and, and really, uh, I got to wrestle with so many different people, so many places around the world and so many different styles. So, you know, eventually it led me here and uh, I've never looked back. 
Apollo, uh, you mentioned Atlanta. Let me just jump into that here. Are you are you either a, a Hawks or Braves fan? So actually, and, and I didn't want to. I've I've never been a fan of 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 either of them. And I you know the I went to Hawks this solo this year in the uh, in the playoffs, and I didn't want to you know start you know tweeting about it. I start oh I'll go Atlanta because you know I never don't think I've ever said anything <laughs> about the Atlanta Hawks the, the whole time I was there. Growing up, they were never, they have never been that good. And then yeah. all of a sudden, it's just, you know, they, they did so well this year. And I, I can respect that. And just as a, you know, somebody who grew up there, you know, I can, I can support them. And, uh, but I would not say that, you know, I'm a fan of them all of a sudden because they, they did good, you know. <laughs> well, we got a couple of guys from our area. One guy named Kevin Herter, who plays for the Hawks. One guy named Ian Anderson, who plays for the Braves. That's why I bring it up. I, I understand that. I feel it. Uh, and uh, baseball, I've never actually watched, never a huge, huge baseball fan. But again, another sport I have a lot of respect for because, you know, just the season and the amount of games they play, you know, it kind of is, is similar to what we do. Uh, you know, we're on the road four days a week, four nights a week we are working. And uh, especially when we go on tour as well, you know, we go to 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 England or you know, all yep. over the UK and we do, you know, 14 days sometimes, you know, and uh, that is every single night. So it's, it's, it's a tough, it's something, it's very tough, you know, on, on the body and on everything. And that's why it's so important to take care of ourselves. So baseball is, is something similar. So I can respect, you know, the, the, I can respect the sport just in general. Shawnee, no, nobody on a baseball field is getting thrown to a ta- thrown through a table no, or hit with a chair. I would chair. say no, baseball no, players no, would no, love no. to think there's some similarity between them and wrestlers. A little bit different pacing in those in those two sports. I mean, Apollo, I want to ask you about you know some of the wrestling moves, right? What are some of your favorite moves to do? Because you know everybody. It's got like their signature move and whether or not it was like the stone cold stunner, you know, the, the move can become almost as popular as the wrestler. Sometimes what are some of your favorite moves to do in the ring? And what are some of the more physically challenging ones? I love doing things that, you know, like the gorilla press, uh, it's like a military press where you want, you know, somebody over your head to me, this is, is very impressive because, you know, it's one thing to be in the gym, and hold weights over your head or do any kind of lifting inside the gym, but to hold a, another human being over your head is to me is very impressive. So that's something that that I love to show a combination of, of power. But then I like doing, you know, a moonsault or a, a backflip because it shows the side of athleticism, you know, and then something where maybe I'm running from corner to corner where it shows the speed and it just highlights my style all in general was, you know, uh, a combination of, of different things, you know, not just uh, one type of, it's not just only power or only speed or only, you know, agility. It's it's a, a combination of everything. And that's, you know, the way I train and that's what I try to bring to the ring as well. Could you imagine Chris holding a human over your head? I pull a muscle when I pick up the cat. Does does my uh, does my eight year old nephew count? No, no. It depends, you know, but <laughs> you know, I can we can we can have some private sessions, and I can I can I can teach you. I can take you guys in the gym first. We we'll really really break it down and see what you're made of, and then we can progress to to human beings lifting human beings over our heads. It sounds like he wants to get a few punches in on us, Chris. That's what <laughs> I, I'm hearing. I would He's love to, you know. <laughs> I, I would just, like I'll to have my feel. Of course, just in case you know you guys decide to get 
a little foggy and, and, and challenge me. Commander Aziz will be there to, to keep things under control. But Bag, seriously, wouldn't you love to just know what it's like to be thrown through a table? <laughs> yes. So, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a funny thing. So WrestleMania, when I when I wrestled the uh, Biggie this year, uh, I went to the table, and that was the first time that I've ever gone to a table in my whole wrestling wrestling career. And let me tell you, woo, it's it's not the funnest thing in the world. So I don't know <laughs> if that's something that you truly truly want to experience. <laughs> well, we we did but a little do, bit of a if you do, we... if you do, we can make it happen for sure. Okay. Listen, Apollo, we did some sparring with a local boxer who is a champion in his own right, and mm -hmm. I showed up in football pads, a football helmet, and a lot of bubble wrap. <laughs> so I'll come prepared, believe me. You got to be prepared. You have to be prepared for anything. You never know, you know? <laughs> All right, the WWE comes to the Times Union Center Sunday, September 12th. We've got Apollo Crews with us, who, of course, is the star of Friday Night SmackDown. Um, Apollo, a, a, an old buddy of yours, Titus O'Neil. You may know now he is in the capital region here in New York. There is a, a car dealership, I won't call it franchise, but a bunch of them called Fusillo. And Titus is now a spokesperson for car dealerships. Has he gone soft? What's up with Titus? <laughs> you know, Titus, I can't say he's gone soft, but you know, that doesn't surprise me because he he's a man of so many, so many towns, you know. And the only person that I know who who knows every single he knows everybody he knows everybody he has a connection in some kind of way to everything everything if he needs something titus is the man to call because he will get it done and when he says he'll get it done he gets it done that's one thing that he does is is you know his, his word is very strong and if he says he's going to do something for he, he does it so i wanted to uh take my fiance to uh she's a patriots fan you know so i wanted to take her to uh, again tampa was playing uh uh, this is when Tom Brady was still at uh, New England. So I wanted to take her to a, a game at uh, Raymond James Stadium. And uh, who did I call? Titus, of course. And of course, he got us the tickets and got it taken care of. So, <laughs> you know, that's just that's just what he does. So I'm not surprised to hear this, but I wouldn't say he's gone soft. I, I don't think he's gone soft. Maybe, maybe taking a break, but I don't think he's gone soft. Well, I, I, let me just make it clear. I'm not calling Titus O'Neil soft. Yeah, you better make it clear. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's what 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 human being, you know. And I think uh, anybody you talk to will will have the same thing to say about him. Yeah, no doubt. Apollo, man, this was a lot of fun. We were pumped to to be able to get you on today's show. Thank you for taking the time. Again, bottom of your screen, easiest way to get tickets: Times Union Center dash dash Albany. Dot com for Sunday, go September twelfth. Too before go and get them before they sell out because the fans are back. You know everybody's going to want to be there, and it's going to be a great time. You know the energy is going to be crazy every time we come to Albany. It's always a good time. So hurry up and buy those tickets so you don't miss out on the WWE. Teams, athletes. organizations we're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose claim your crown happiness is found in simple things the sun on your face sharing laughs 
at the campground, getting wet, relaxing together, the love of family. There's never been a better time to go outside and play. Alpenhouse Pool Spa Boat and RV, bringing families together and creating memories since 1964. And now, back to Honorado and Bagnardi. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. All right, Bags, we're back here. Uh, final few minutes. Let me just get some hellos in because people are watching. They're saying hello to us. It'd be rude for us not to at least say hello back to them. Kay Harris, good morning all. Morning, Kay. Um, oh, my bad. Hang on. Toby wants to know, when did you dig out the Jets Cup? <laughs> yeah, well, the honor honor and Bagnardi uh, was in the dishwasher, so yeah, had to Jets go with there? the yep. Yeah, not bad, right? Uh, yeah, dug that out R right now. August, right around the corner. We'll be in training camps here, getting getting ready to go, man. Yeah, no doubt. All right, the question Shawnee asked uh, top of the show, which we've carried throughout, in what summer Olympic sport would you have the best chance to medal? Bag says basketball. We've had some beach volleyball, some golf, some rowing, the coxswain. Um, <laughs> any team event where I'm not a major hindrance. Whatever yep. that is. I don't know. Basketball. Probably. Okay. Soccer. Soccer. I can hide. It's a big deal. 11 people. I, he, where's Adorado? He's in the corner somewhere. Yep. We're a man down, basically. Maybe soccer. Get lost. Okay. Listen, before we get out of here, have I swayed you on the Yankees? We've got about a minute. Tell me, is this team going to make the playoffs? They're going to make that wild card spot. I'm telling you. No, I, no, I'm sticking with it. We made it. Oh, you like bet. Gallo for them? You like Gallo? I do like Gallo for them. Strikes out a lot, right? But he's gonna gonna hit some home runs. What else is new with the Yankees? Strikes exactly. out a lot, hits home runs. Most importantly, though, he's a left-handed bat. Big deal for this team. But you say they're gonna miss the playoffs. I still say they don't make the playoffs. Jeff answers your question with baseball. Baseball. Yeah, Sam you can kind of get lost. Says Yankees aren't making the playoffs either. Okay, deal with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with no. I'm going to stick with no. Okay. I'm probably owe you Harrison Butker. Yeah. Something from our guys at Novice. Our guys that at Novice. Bad, right. Represent. Yep. There you go. Novice Clothing Company. All right, everybody. This was a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to be August next We're time there. we see you all. Uh, trade deadline is here. Enjoy it. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Enjoy the rest of the Olympics as well. We'll talk to you next week.